Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Flyers Nation show. I'm your host, Alexa Ross. Joining me now, Eric Reese, Larry Flowers. Guys, welcome back. Let's talk some Flyers hockey. I think we need to talk about the Avalanche game because that one, I think, really exemplified the idea of toughness and what we thought. Obviously, they were able to take advantage of injury. We're not going to pretend like they didn't take advantage of injury. However, however, I do think that is something that we really need to consider that they were able to step into a situation that had the uh, their ability to still be problematic, still a good team, and still go and take advantage. And I think that shows those steps in the right direction that we've been kind of talking about over the last couple of weeks. What do you guys think? No, I absolutely agree. I think um, even, even with there being injuries, we've seen time and time again where the Flyers couldn't take advantage of those things. Um, it's something that you do, quite frankly, have to take advantage of, especially if you're the Flyers and this team, to uh, start collecting some wins. You didn't see it against Columbus twice, and you saw it against uh, the Avalanche. And still, you know, McKinnon got hurt that game. It's not like he was going to miss the entirety of it. He missed most of it because of the injury. But there were still times out there where the power play was still the best in the league. And, you know, this penalty kill unit did what they could. He allowed one, but they still got the win. Yeah, like you said, listen, McKinnon started the game. He played in the game. And I don't want to hear anything about beating a team that's got some injuries because God knows the Flyers have had more than any team in the show. Um, you know what I liked about that game? Um, I like the, I, I the D-men stepping up, taking shots on net. Uh, you know, Flyers had a lot of shots on net tonight in, on net in that game. Um, I particularly like watching Travis uh, Sanheim taking a big shot, big, uh, big wrister there from the point. Um, you know, I actually spoke to him yesterday and I, I kind of mentioned to him, Hey man, like you need to be doing a little bit more of that. You've got a good shot. Like, you know, these, these big D men, we expect pucks on net, you know, and like, like we talk about on this podcast, you know, every week, um, this team's not going to score the super pretty goals. Um, you know, they're not going to toe drag guys and, and stuff like that. We got to just get pucks on net from the blue line and uh, look for the, you know, look for the rebounds and stuff. But I mean, obviously Travis, Travis Sanheim's goal was, was on, um, found the corner, but you know, they, 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 they really came out and they played hard in that game. They, they were playing the champs and they knew they were going to have to bring their A game. Um, and, and I was really happy to see them play uh, play a good game and, and get the W. Absolutely. And it was, you know, the only game this season where the Philadelphia Flyers scored multiple power play goals. Uh, we can't let that one go either. So, you know, as far as D'Angelo and Tippett, Tippett kind of got off the schneid himself and got yeah. back into the, uh, you know, goal column. So there was a lot of good things to take away from that game. And I think, you know, obviously, despite the next one after that, um, you know, you don't get the result you want, but they still play hard, man. I was just going to transition us into the Capitals game because – it, it looked close. It looked like this was another game that could have been winnable. You know, two empty net goals, you can't give those up. But then that kind of shows where, you know, good teams and great teams kind of separate and also where teams that are learning fall into that as well. You know, what did you guys make of at least the first two periods of Flyers caps on Wednesday night? Yeah. So what I took out of that is, listen, we just got a big dub against a really good team. Obviously, they had some injuries too, but – we got a we got a big win. Go out and try to, you know, um, try to try to back to back. Try to get some really good energy out there, which which I thought they did. Um, and and that's what this team's going to have to do, right? Um, they're they're just going to have to go out there and just put out a really really strong effort and just continue to get a lot of pucks on net. I think that's the key for this team. Um, 
and that's what they did. Listen, they they, they couldn't put it. They, they couldn't score too many goals in in the Washington game. Um, but you know, you, you got to this team has no other choice but to try to generate scoring opportunities the best way they can. Um, and that's by just to continue to just get pucks on net. Um, you know, obviously the, 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 the loss against the Capitals hurt a little bit. Um, they were in that game though. This type of a team, this Philadelphia Flyers team, they need to just be in games. We already know they're not going to, when the season's over, we all assume they're going to, they're going to, they're going to add up the losses, but it's about the effort in the games because once they start to get healthy and once they start to build off, off of this, um, you know, this roster and this leadership group, um, those games that were winnable, that they lost, you would assume in the future, they're going to start to win those games. Um, and so again, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull out as much positivity as I can, but that, that's what I, that's what I pulled out of the, the Washington game and the Avs game. Uh, it's pretty much uh, how Tortorella put it to us after the Washington game in the uh, in the post game presser. There's a lot of things that uh, he's happy about as far as far as effort. That's always there. They're, you know, the team is playing hard. They're just not getting the result they wanted. Um, unfortunately, that happened against Washington. You start the game with a lead and a power play goal to take the lead, which is breaking all sorts of um, kind of trends. You know, in 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 the, in the last five games. Usually you're down a goal, or if you do, uh, especially when you are down a goal in these past five games, it's usually the opponent scoring the power play goal. Um, getting Hayes out to that was great. I mean, he's continuing his electric start. I think he's kind of, uh, I, dare I say, the left wing is probably best for him. I mean, you know, I think all of us look at him at center and say, hey, center was, you know, something that he, that he was, you know, Obviously, doing before Philadelphia and in Philadelphia, that's pretty pretty much the only place he's been at. But he's kind of been unleashed at left wing, and I think Tortorella's done a pretty uh, pretty good job just making that switch and started developing Noah Cates there. And that's just something that's not just you know the Washington Capitals game. That's over a plethora of games. And you, let's go back to the Canadians over the last ten games. Really, like you've just kind of seen that transition uh, from the center to the left wing. The what the problem that really popped out, and um, I you know I asked about it in the post game to John. It was more so you know the first twenty five minutes of the game he got four penalties and those result finally in a uh, power play goal for for Washington, and then the rest of the game no penalties. So what's that conversation like? What's the statement? And Tortorella just you know made it very sound made made it very simple sounding, and he told his team that you know they can't commit more penalties. So. They stopped, which if that's that simple, I mean, here's me being a smart ass, but maybe tell them 25 minutes earlier. I mean, you're 100% right. This team is in no position to be taking a lot of penalties, and I know they try to play an aggressive brand of hockey. Um, but it's a little bit frustrating for me watching this team um, perform on the power play. I get it. Look, up and down, the roster is not you know, where it needs to be, and compared to other great teams, there's no – superstar on this team um but there's no reason why you can't figure out how to get a few more shots on on goal and, and try to get some more pucks in the net on the power play um listen you're the other team's down a man uh, that's something that they really really need to work on um and uh and i hope they do as we look at what's kind of been going on here i do want to talk about a move that was made earlier today cam york has been called up 
So I think that is something that we need to talk about with this recall. We talk a lot about this blue line. We talk a lot about the final blue line and just the depth that they're able to have, you know, and as we look at this, do you think that this is a move to a put in a body or B push towards what Tortorella is saying of, I want to see more out of him and actually give him that opportunity to check in and play in the show. Do we think that it's one or the other, or do we think that it's he's here for good or it's just for the road trip? What do you, what do you guys like? What was your initial reaction to this move? I think at first um, um, it, it kind of sounds like he's just here for the road trip. It, um, it, it does sound like there obviously is awareness that Tortorella wants to develop other other players and, you know, especially defensemen. And he's, that's why uh, York is getting the call up and that's why Zumbul is going back to play, you know, a ton of minutes at the AHL. Um, I do think that you're, you're not – that York is not just being called up just to sit there as a seventh defenseman. Some point in this road series, even if it's just for one game, he's going to he's gonna be put in. Um, that's that's my hunch. I mean, I don't know why else that this would be newsworthy if you're not going to play him. But as far as York being played, I think, uh, he, you know, it is finally time that he wants to see if he's kind of taking that step to being a game breaker versus just another offensive minded defenseman. Um, you see a lot from Zamola as far as, you know, the, the, what, what progress he has made, what work he still has to do. Tortorello always talks about how he sees the ice very well. I think there's a emphasis on scoring, and I think they're trying to find every possible way they can score. York gives you that upside versus Zabula, and I do think that's a uh, part of the reason why Tortorello made the call. It sounds like if he can get some uh, young blood into the lineup to kind of help them, you know, maybe get a win, maybe string two wins, why not try uh, York and, you know, see if you can kind of increase those goals per game. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that that's what this season is all about, right? You're going to, you're going to be sending a couple guys down. You're going to be sending a couple guys up um, for the guys that have been playing up to maybe go back down and get some, you know, to get even more minutes and maybe play in a different style of the league. Obviously the AHL is a little bit different than the NHL, um, but to be able to bring your style and kind of take a step back and, and go down to the jungle and, um, you know, just get a lot more minutes down there. And then on the other hand, bring a guy up like Cam York up, um, you know, get him some NHL minutes, get him, get him in the room with the boys. Um, obviously, I, there, there's great science to it all. Torts knows his locker room better than anyone. And, and this is going to be a mix and match all year and try to find the right chemistry. Um, that's his job. I'm sure Torts is going to is, is going to go through the rest of the season thinking, I got to see who plays well with who and, and how guys perform based on, you know, what, you know, the part of the season that they're in. Um, and, and I, and I think that's a good thing. You know, I, I, you, you're going to have to mix and match these young guys. That, that's just, that's the reality of this uh, roster right now. And I do think that there is a little bit that he's going to have a, a short leash uh, when he's, when he's caught up and he has a little bit of time on the ice. If you go back to the reason why he didn't make the roster to begin with, it was more of a uh, mental aspect and not the physical aspect, or at least the, uh, the, you know, the on ice aspect. I he's just kind of trying to kind of not break York, but see what he has mentally at the NHL totally. level, what he can offer. Um, and that, you know, that's something that's, that's going to have to stand out. He's going to have to play Tortorella, Tortorella hockey. It doesn't really seem like that was his bag. Um, and, you know, Tortorella kind of figured it out during training camp. So if he does get the opportunity, you know, we're going to have to see Cam York bang some bodies and, uh, is that Cam York's game? I mean, nothing that we've really seen at the NHL level suggests that. He's more finesse versus banging bodies. 
Well, I think this has also been a kind of coming out of their comfort zone for a lot of guys who might not be playing that brand of hockey. I think that, you know, obviously guys who've been playing up, we're starting to see it. And we've talked about this, especially last week, we talked about this, but I think that cam would be a great example of just kind of like the timeline. If we're doing like a social case study of how long it takes guys to really like kind of adopt to what Tortorella wants them to be. I think that could be a really interesting thing to see. Say he's up for two weeks how long it takes him to start throwing guys against the boards and how quickly he can kind of adapt in that space. Yeah. I mean, listen, I imagine if you're a guy like Cam York that doesn't play that style of hockey traditionally um, to play for a guy like John Tortorella is probably very challenging, but look, this is uh, this is not, let's be best friends and go out there and have a good time. This is the NHL. Like this is our head coach. If you can't play his system, he wants to know about it. Um, he set him down for a reason. He called him up. Um, Maybe it'll light a fire under his ass, and, and I'm very excited to see what happens. You know, once he gets out there, and again, like you said, Eric, he's probably going to get some minutes at some point. you, you got to assume he is. Um, and when he does, I'm very interested in seeing how he responds. Let's take a look at what's coming up next. The Flyers have won one of their last four. Now they're going on a four-game road trip. We have Golden Knights for Flyers after dark. We have the Coyotes. We have the Avalanche again, and then the Devils. So... Let's kind of break it through. Let's kind of take it through. What do you think is the most winnable game on that schedule? What do you have circled as the one you're the most excited to watch? Eric, start with you. Uh, I think the most winnable game, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to really argue with the, Coyote, the Coyotes. Um, I, but also, I mean, at the same, at the, in the <coughs> same vein of saying that, um, might be that also might be the game I'm most excited to watch. And it's just simply because I get to see the Flyers play the college stadium. And I know that sounds like a dig at a team, but it's just a different environment. So I'm really excited to watch that. And um, as far as the competition is concerned, did a little bit of deep diving into this. We've already talked about how uh, Colorado Sands McKinnon um, still ranks at the top of the power play charts, but the, uh, the, the the Devils have a elite penalty kill, and the Flyers played them close. So it's kind of I want to see if we can kind of you know take that back again and get it get a win on the road versus uh, New Jersey. Or at New Jersey. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the Golden Knights game. Obviously, we're playing an elite team, and I like to see how this team can respond against those elite teams. Um, it's the first game of, of, of a little bit of, of a road trip there, um, of a long road trip. So this is a game I expect them to go out and play really, really hard. Again, you've got to stay out of the box against this team. They are dynamic in a lot of different ways. Um, and like we said, listen, uh, Coyotes is a very winnable game. We should win that game. I, I don't care what our roster says injury-wise. We should win that game. So, you know, if they could start the road trip out playing really hard, gritty type of hockey um, in Vegas and somehow get a dub out of that or at least a really good showing, I think it's going to boost morale. It just kind of feels like to me, and then I don't know how accurate this is. I haven't looked up any numbers uh, record-wise but before I say this, but it, it – if it's if it's if memory serves me correctly, it just kind of seems like the Flyers have uh, Vegas's number. So it's it's one of those games <laughs> where it's like it, it's it's kind of one of those games where it's like I expect Vegas to win outright, but also like yeah, I would not be surprised well, if the Flyers just came in and kind of stole it. This is not the same. This is this is not the same Vegas team as last year. Though I'll tell you that much. Jack Eichel is playing elite hockey. He's one of my very favorite players in the NHL. Um, I compare him to a modern-day Lemieux, his style, his strength, his size. Um, he's a monster. And, again, you cannot give him even one one power play minute. 
um, because he'll make you pay. Speaking of uh, players that play with uh, Eichel, I mean, thank God the Buffalo Sabres and Tage Thompson is not on our, you know, four-game road trip. Oh, my God, after last night. I can't even talk. Listen, covering Tage in the AHL, man, watching that, whoa. Listen. I saw a hat trick. Like, you know, I see hat trick, Tage. I was like, sick. Within, like, three minutes, whole, you know, whoa. And then I left to go to a bar came back five goals are you kidding me this dude is on absolute fire and if he's the thing that's lighting up the sabers him and alex tuck good so be it and that was not- that's another player i was looking at the uh at my fancy lineup yesterday i was like oh my god if my opponent has tay thompson i'm gonna flip but i had alex so i was like oh okay we're great fine awesome you know it was it was my favorite game of the evening and here i am live watching a flyers game so yeah that was I think, it's, you know, it's not just me. A lot of people were paying, paying attention to Tage last night. Yeah, so. totally. I, I, I'm not going to name any names, but there's guys, you know, from one of his old teams that, you know, would, would say things like, we don't know if this kid really has it. He's kind of a goofy skater. He's kind of lanky. We, he's kind of, you know, he, he can't really – there's a reason why they moved him, right? There's a lot of people out there that were doubters. Um, on my group chats with all my boys um, last year, uh, there was a lot of making fun of, of, of Thompson. Um, that changed last night. I'll tell you that much. We, he's, he was the topic of conversation within uh, myself and a lot of other people. And, um, wow. Good for him, man. Listen, in the NHL, sometimes you just find your game, right? Um, some guys don't, some guys do. Some guys are all time legendary junior players and college players and AHL players. And you can dangle and do certain things. And then some guys you get in the show and all of a sudden a year or two, something clicks, you figure it out. And, and all of a sudden, I mean, that, that's what's happening here. And again, good for him, man. I did look up the numbers and I didn't get the series numbers, but I will give you this over the last 10 games between the Golden Knights and the Flyers. So Golden Knights over their last 10 games are 5-4-1. and one. They're averaging 2.8 goals, 4.5 assists, 3.8 penalties, 9.3 penalty minutes. They've only given up 3.3 goals per game. But the thing that I think is really interesting in this, and obviously we've talked a lot about Carter Hart and how he's played, the Flyers have only given up 3.2 goals per game. So if they're able to generate offense, I don't see this as being like, obviously the having the number thing is helpful, but I do also think that if they're, if Tortorella does do like the fire under their ass of being like, listen, you guys need to generate more offense. I do think that this is something that is absolutely, absolutely winnable for sure. I mean, again, listen, the greatest thing, about the National Hockey League is the parity. There is no league in all of sports that has parity like the NHL. I don't care who you are. You can go out any night and win a hockey game. Um, you know, obviously, all the leagues have pa- some parity. Um, but for the most part, um, there's nothing like the NHL. That's why they always say, um, just get in the dance. You don't see a lot of – it's happened, but you don't see a lot of eight seeds winning ch- winning a championship in the NBA. Um, obviously, football is a little bit of a different animal, but, like, you know, in the NHL, any team can beat anyone. So I expect the Flyers to go out there and give their absolute best effort. And uh, I just want to see them putting – I will not stop saying it. They need to continue to get as many shots on that as possible, especially against this team. Like we discussed, you've got to stay out of the box. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely it right there. It's, it's a matter of discipline. Uh, the numbers that I did look up earlier were um, the the power play and the penalty kill for the Golden Knights. And they're – 
I think the I think the power play is actually tied for 17th or, or 16th. Uh, there, it's the same exact percentage. So pick whatever number you wanted out of that, and then um, the penalty kill for the uh, Golden Knights is kind of really close. I think I think the Flyers are actually uh, right behind the Golden Knights, or maybe two behind the Golden Knights. So it's it's very it's very comparable. As as long as they can play a disciplined game and mitigate the time that they that they spend in the box. You know that five, four, and one. It, it seems you know that that you know it's it's closer in terms of parity. Uh, you know than than I guess what I what I what I was even thinking. I thought that the Flyers had a, had a distinct advantage, but it doesn't really seem like tomorrow, as far as the history and those numbers that I generated for you. You know they they it doesn't seem like there's much of a difference. It seems like the Flyers can uh, stick into the game. Obviously, we look at the uh, flow of the season for both teams. Though it, it would make it makes total sense that the uh, that the Golden Knights are favored uh, to win that game, especially you know being the, being uh, the home team. But I think the Flyers, man, like there there's something about you know if they can just kind of avoid the penalty box, find one power play goal because I think they can do that. There's no reason to not think that you know hey they might have a one goal lead. They're going to be playing this team close down to the third and kind of like the Washington game, like Tortorella said, it's going to be whoever blinks first and hopefully it's not the Flyers. I, I can also tell you this, um, speaking to a lot of guys in the league, uh, whenever there's a team that's going into Vegas, I promise you players get really, really hyped to play there. It's an incredible barn. Um, if you guys have never been there to see a game, it is truly, truly special. It's an experience. Um, and I promise you that the guys will be, they will be out there working really, really hard. It's a, it's a fun place to play for the, for, for those guys. All right, guys, I think, listen, I think we, this was a concise one. I think we had, I think we wrapped it up. Does anyone have any parting thoughts I, on the upcoming four games? What do, we, what do we think about the record maybe with the four games since we should probably do this on a week to week? Well, I think I'm, we said I'm it. I, we based on previous. Yeah, oh, yeah. We said, we, we, said if, we said if they got two out of five, right? We, it would be a good thing, right? Let's see. Let's go back over there. Cause I'm, I, I think they did. I think they accomplished that. Yeah, they got, they got the they got the Islanders win and they got the Avalanche win. And yeah. honestly, the two games, Devils and Capitals, were a lot closer than what there's. That's those, what I'm uh, saying. This is all we. Yeah. This is. You hate to be okay with losses or me or or mediocrity in record, but these are there's a lot of wins, you know, in between the lines that that are happening right now for the Philadelphia Flyers. I. I I am I am continuing to enjoy what I'm seeing, um, and I can and I hope that they continue to progress. And I think Torts is overall. Um, actually, here's a good question for you guys: If you had to give Torts a, a first quarter of the season grade, what would you give him? So, counter to that question before I answer it, and the reason why I say that is if I, if we're just saying like outright, okay, how is this team uh, bounced back from last season? Then I think with the roster that he has and what he is able to work with, I'm giving the man the B. I'm not, I, I really think that he's is kind of laying down the foundation of this is what this team needs to be. Just go out there and play hard. Yeah. I know we don't have the best talent. He's all, he's he said all those things, but now on the flip side, if you're talking about, um, you know, kind of, where the direction of the flyers are going in terms of the in terms of the build in the future i, I would say the grades a little bit lower because it, it is easier to build like you know when you have a higher probability at a better pick and twitterrell i think um 
he wants the best of his team. And we've discussed this at length last week. This team is going to go down swinging. They're not going to, you know, sit there and tank or lose or put themselves in a loot and in a way to lose a game by any stretch. So you might see the Flyers overachieve to kind of get away from that, uh, that, that high draft pick. And in yeah. that case, I would probably grade Torrell lower. But in, in the way that you want to see growth from your team, uh, you know, trending upward, I, I think Torrell has actually done a pretty good job with a, you know, injury-plagued, partially AHL and mostly waiver-wire, you know, back end of a roster. Yeah, I, I, I would the same exact thing, truthfully. Me too. Exactly. So was I. That's exactly what I. Hey, so we get JVR back tomorrow night, right? Uh, JVR was back um, against the Capitals. He just uh, he was on the power play too. He was on the third line uh, left wing, but he will be. Uh, I mean, obviously he'll be he'll be playing against the uh, Golden Knights. I, I hey, one game back. It's kind of like with um, Travis Konechny. He came back one game, or even D'Angelo too. He came back one game. He didn't jump onto the stat sheet immediate. Well, on a power play, I guess stat sheet because Konechny did. Um, Point is, I see JVR kind of doing his thing, setting back up in his office and getting a power play goal tomorrow night. If I can, if I can say one prop bet, bet JVR power play goal plus whatever it is. You got to think they're going to continue to just feed the net, right? Yes, in I, front and just keep feeding the net. Um, and that, that, that's if anything, that's a huge plus for the Philadelphia Flyers. They need that. Um, I actually have a really quickly just for fun. I have a little mini gripe with the Flyers. I want your take on this. Um, Please, what do you guys? Yours. What are you guys' thoughts on this the, the the horn song, the song every time the Flyers score a goal? Oh, I'll, Becky I'm Lynch's make my, theme. I'll, I'll make my I'll make my point. Why, why I ask? It's Becky Lynch's theme from uh, the WWE. I love it. I'm a wrestling nerd though, big wrestling nerd. So Becky Lynch is awesome. I'm not even going to answer that because I haven't heard it in person. Like I don't like to judge a goal song if I haven't like been in the arena when it happens. So it's I'm the girls' kungs, right, and cooking or something. It's it, the what's it called? The girls' kungs and cooking on three burners. Oh, is that? What, I have no idea what it's called. I, I know. I, yeah. I just know that. I just know in my head it's Becky Lynch's theme music. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I gotta be honest. I hate it. I I absolutely hate it. Um, there's a lot of teams in the league that have songs when you, when teams score that gets the entire crowd involved. Um, for, for example, and I hate to admit this, but the Rangers song they've been using it for forever. But then the whole crowd, you know, hey. hey Hey, hey, I would like to see the Flyers get kind of find a song that would can get the whole crowd involved. You know, the, the last year's didn't do it. Um, I just think it ramps up the – I just think it ramps up the Wells Fargo even more. And I think the Flyers fans would appreciate to be involved in something that has kind of like, you know, something where they can get involved in, in goal scores. I, I think it would be good for the, for the team. I, I just – every time I watch them score, I'm kind of like this song does it's not it's not very tough it's not I, I will say this though i i love 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 and i know that people have mixed opinions about this i love what the sabers are doing with guys picking their goal songs i love i, it. I was gonna say that i think I love it's it. fun i it's think brilliant. that way it like it makes it more i mean obviously there's not like there was more it's not one goal song it's everybody's goal song but i like that they have everybody you know, because then it's like, oh, you associate that with a player. That's fun. We all love baseball walk-up music. Like, it just gets us in a mood. And I think that when you can bring that into a barn, like, I do love all goal songs. I just love music. No, but I, I think, think it's so much fun. I think the Flyers, my opinion, should figure out a way to get a little creative with the songs when we score, get the fans involved, get the players involved. 
Um, I think it would be a good thing for the, for, for the Philadelphia Flyers. Obviously, they're not going to do it this year. But um, if they're listening, um, get some better songs, man. Get, get a little tougher. <laughs> get a little tougher, man. Larry, drop you know? off your Spotify, man. Yeah, I think we need a collaborative playlist right now. No, I, I was little. I was literally going through my playlist, like looking for what what would be a good song. I'm still looking. If they you had, had uh, Pennywise, song. I thought one year, like I, I forget the song by Pennywise, but that it, was a good it, one. I, if you, God, man, I don't know. I'll send you the file. I'm awful no, with music, it. so but, <laughs> but 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 honestly, like it 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 was one that was kind of famous. And then um, also, I think the last one that I really liked was um, what was it? Knock knock. Mac Miller, I, that was pretty good too. I mean, that was, that was actually that was actually really good. Yeah, that was actually a really that really good song. That. I love Mac Miller. Really that was two time and two time. That was the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just time, yeah. When was Matt? When was when was Knock Knock? How long Mac, ago? Was um, Knock Knock. That no, was that was uh, like three years ago. No, was yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was like three was four it, years it ago. It was before the pandemic. I feel like it's got to be longer. Was than it? That. Yeah, I want to say it was a stadium time series. Flies. I mean, like, time is real. So like, like I that. think Wayne Simmons was like on the way out, but still there. You might, man. Wow. Yeah. Well, either either way, get it, it together. Be, fire. It might, it might be, good, let's get let's get some good songs going. It might be guys, from before the Chuck Fletcher era. So we're opening the next pod. If you guys can think of what you would want your specific goal song to be, we will open up next week with that. Wow. Hopefully, you have a whole week to think about this. I'm giving you a week. This is your homework, guys. Oh, thank you. <laughs> write it down. We'll, yeah. We'll, our next podcast, one of us can have one. Then the podcast after, the other one will have it. That sounds like Perfect. a good time. Fine. Sick. I don't care who All does right. it first. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. And guys, thank you so much for listening to the Flyers Nation show. Please subscribe and rate the show on your favorite listening platform. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, guys.